0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: Daylight, the only podcast for the working cowboy. Ah, there we are. Welcome, daylight burners. Got another bull session on hand, uh, and we we are coming from all different parts of North America. We got Tuffy Gamble joining us back from uh, in the Great White North. Tuffy, how's it going, man? Cold. I bet it's like what, how hot does it get in the winter? Does it really get that or in the summer? Does it get that hot or is it gets hot in the
2: summer, like 30,
1: 35 in the summer? What's that in uh, real people's temperature? Yeah, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I like that answer. <laughs> don't don't give me any credit there. And anyway, we got we got Scott Warren coming uh North Carolina or you South Carolina? North, North Carolina, Carolina, right? Yep. North, North Carolina. Yep. So we we got uh we got West Coast America and then we got the Great White North and then we got uh and back east like are are you from that that country normal uh for for uh, uh originally yes, I
3: guess? Okay. I, I am Literally within ten miles of where I was born and raised. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Just nice. Uh luck of the you, draw. I mean, uh, the job opened up and I didn't have to go chase it and then just worked out. And uh, I hate to he, you, Tuffy, but it is it was seventy five here today.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <in>
3: Fahrenheit. <laughs> <laughs> he he just well, minus
2: to- twenty today. And we thought that felt warm.
3: Well, when you're yeah. minus 50 last week, it probably
1: did feel warm. Right? It did. <laughs> <laughs> I say Tommy, Tommy Gassell, uh, was on just the other day and it was 65 over there. And yeah, I, I was like, man, you sons of bitches. It is so not so much cold, but just, just, we got hammered with, uh, what, what do they call it now? It's like bomb cyclone. Um, like the, oh, the. Yeah. Uh, ultra mega northern storm or what the fuck ever you know like they just gotta yeah, no gotta I make up that. new it's terms called, it'll
2: fuck your day up
1: <laughs> well you know like back in the day and you know like i hate to start it off like a bunch of boomers but back in my day that was called a norther you know like that used to be just called like it was winter and a winter storm and then you had like a a, a blue norther which really fucked shit up and that's kind of what we had but now they're calling it like a bomb cyclone or uh, the perk storm or they just keep inventing terms to make us more scared. And and they also make us like think it's abnormal for December in the northern hemisphere to be cold. Like, well, that, that's winter, though, like winters in December and we're above the equator. So like oh. th- that's winter time for us. Like that's kind of kind of standard. That's what we were we've always known. Now yeah. they're like they're trying to make us think it's that that's abnormal. And I'm like eh, it might be <coughs> an like an abnormally wet winter, but it's still fucking winter. That shit happens every year, every year.
3: Yeah, we were we were fifteen degrees at Christmas, and no no shit. The how was that shut with the, the southern power down? The the power grid could not handle it, and they cut the damn power off on Christmas Eve for, like, seven hours and froze everybody's water pipes. (laughs) Um,
1: How far are you? In the south,
3: south you just put a light bulb in there, and that just keeps your water pipes going, so you're good to go. (laughs) I mean, it never gets cold (laughs) enough that there's insulation. What's that? We just put a light bulb out there.
1: There you go. How how far are you from Charlotte? Uh, or um, was it Huntersville? Oh,
3: we're, we're East Coast. We're, we're okay, uh, so, Sixty miles from the coast.
1: Okay, so you're way. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, because yeah, you you had that that video the other day of uh, Doctor and Kevs there on on the island, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, we now. <laughs> yeah, let's Good. let we'll get into that here in a minute. Okay. But yeah, um. Yeah, you guys my, so my my oldest sister lives uh is it Huntsville or Hunters I think it's Huntersville uh just outside of Charlotte.
3: Okay, you're that's um, like 4 4 hours away.
1: Okay. So so that's that's where she's kind of been for quite a while now. Um as long as I as long as I can remember anyways. Um she she uh she trains hunter jumper and uh just she, you know doing the the rich people shit over there oh Um, yeah but man that's sort of money is (laughs) yeah that's no joke but when it gets below 45 degrees man you would think she uh i mean you you would think you're at the north pole like she she's got long underwear she's got about 17 different layers and i i figure that's kind of how most of the south is
3: oh yeah oh yeah from anywhere below virginia you're you're when it's below forty five, it's especially if you're close to the coast where you get all the humidity. It mm. is. It's freezing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that
1: that that humidity it does It makes a it, difference. It makes it a it difference. Makes a I big swear. Difference.
3: I've been in Denver when it was zero and just had a jacket on and i was fine and 45 degrees coming off the coast you will freeze your mm, ass off
1: (laughs) that's why all the old fucks down in arizona say but it's a dry heat (laughs) it makes a difference
3: you know like 120 still hot yeah
2: yeah. no matter how you look at it 120 (laughs) is hot yeah yeah
1: Yeah, but if uh, uh there there was also uh I saw a video on TikTok or something that The guy was like, it's a dry heat. And then he stepped outside in the south and his glasses immediately fogged over. And I'm like, yeah, fuck that. I'll I'll take hot. I'll take cold. You keep your humidity. Fuck all of that. Listen,
3: Matt, I grew (laughs) up here. I've been here for 45 years. I absolutely I, I respect where I grew up every summer i say why in the hell do i live <laughs> here every summer it's ridiculous human humanity. You know, it's kind of nice to
2: hear somebody say that about the summer because we say that about the winter
3: yeah yeah well that's the only reason i'm here is because the winter's so nice and y'all are just covered in shit in the winter i mean wow
1: you know um, I grew up in uh, in Great Plains Dust Bowl area of uh, of Colorado. Just like, you know, it gets pretty hot in the summer. It gets pretty cold in the winter, but there is hardly ever any humidity. And now I live in Nevada, where it's kind of the same same way. But we got a few more mountains around us. Even though I grew up in Colorado, I grew like it's like three hours to the to the mountains for me. Um, about. And now like I, I got to drive 10 minutes to go over a pass to get anywhere from, from where I'm at, <laughs> you know, it's, a, oh, yeah. um, but uh, outside of that, you know, the, the temperature climate's about the same, but that, that wind on the great Plain is just a real fucking bear. Like I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, up in Manitoba, like you're not too, you're not too far east of where I grew up. And man, when that, wow. when that wind I gets mean- to blowing it, it can be 20
2: below out here and like it was 20 below today the truck was reading like minus 19 minus 20 throughout the day and there was no wind no wind at all and we were doctoring calves on the feedlot just wearing a set of cotton gloves and leggings and it was warm and you were like man this is pretty nice like (laughs) i'm real
3: happy about this (laughs) weather.
1: Yeah, yeah. You but you add a little bit of wind into that, and oh, you add
2: a little bit of wind, and you're like, I, I, I need to put my horse away and get the heated buggy out because this is retarded.
1: Yeah, Yeah, because fuck this place, right? (laughs) Yeah, man. Once I moved away from the Great Plains, I, I got a way better like appreciation for how tough we had to be to live out there because i'm like fuck why would anybody move out there like i didn't know any better living there but that now i live like where the climate's almost exactly the same but we don't have maybe maybe a quarter of the wind that we had in southeast colorado southwest kansas and i'm just like man this is so much better like instead of six months of wind you only get you know, like a month and a half of the, of the year, but like, fuck it. I mean, it's, it'll blow for, and, and not just, not just like <laughs> a breeze, but it'll be sustained wind of 35 mile an hour for days on end, but like 35 and gusts of like 60 to 70 for days on end ah, out on the plains. And it just, yeah. like you, you always hear about the, uh, like particularly when you read like old west um like uh memoirs and stuff and you always hear about the ladies just going insane and you're like man if you're if you're coming from germany to omaha i man i i get it six months of the just wind 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 and doesn't matter what the temperature is the wind's gonna fucking blow and you're like hi i can see how that drives somebody just absolutely batshit crazy oh
2: it what does is? the wind is terrible why do you think i drink so much beer and i'm fat so i don't <laughs> blow away
1: <laughs> there you there you go <laughs> um scott what um i so i i follow you on on instagram i have for quite a while and and one <clears throat> of the one of the posts that you you put up the other day you were uh you guys were doctoring cattle out on a, an Island just, just off of uh, North Carolina. So like you were out, that's almost in international waters, ain't it?
3: Yeah. We North Carolina has a barrier, uh, Island deal off the coast. So Mm -hmm. you're through the sound and you're out in the barrier islands. And, uh, it's a, it's a cool story. The, so we had, I mean, y'all have wind and cold weather and we have hurricanes and, oh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, like that's a
1: different type of wind. Like when yeah. that, when that wind hits there, that's, that's yeah. Batten down so, the hatches. So I, we, in don't, that, we don't, we don't have lots of winds.
3: Th- we get them all at one time. Right, <laughs> you know?
1: But in that literally where batten down the hatches came from is like on, on the Atlantic coast.
3: Like, Oh, uh, it's gotta be. I mean, I, it, I think it's, so. It's they, so what, what happened is there's a there's a group of cattle out on uh, Cedar Island
0: mm-hmm.
3: that those cattle were Spanish cattle, like shipwrecked cattle that floated up on the beach and they've been there since America. Uh, so, America. so
1: straight up wild cattle, straight like, up
3: wild cattle. Yeah, they're they're all blonde. I guess anything that wasn't blonde got ate by something else. But they're yeah. all like these blonde looking weird cattle, uh, rangy looking I'm, things. I'm,
1: I'm locked in. Are you locked in right now? Like, this is going to be a great fucking this is story. Be, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's,
3: that's, that's what they, they've been there for however many hundreds of years they've been there. And, uh, kind of nobody manages them. They just kind of stayed to themselves on the end of the Island. Well, a hurricane came up a little different pass and it, the storm surge. So in front of a hurricane, you get storm surge. So, it's literally pushing the water up in front mm-hmm. of it. Well, it came around and it pushed the water across the island back out into the ocean. So it washed those cattle across the sound, which is, I think it's only, man, I think it's, they did some math and they think that the cattle floated 40 or 50 miles across that island. yet.
1: So I <laughs> day to be a cow.
3: Yeah. Man. Bad well, day. yeah, it happened in the talk night. talk about
1: the genetics on those. Those are some tough motherfuckers. Well, <laughs> holy
3: shit. I think 29 drowned. Uh there was like 29 dead washed up on the island and there were five that made it. And huh. uh my buddy actually owns a business and if you've seen my Instagram when I mentioned Ranch Solutions. Um, uh, yeah, we talked about starting that stuff up, and he kind of helps out a bunch of guys around here. And uh, you know, he he managed a place out in Colorado for six or seven years, and um, he came back here because this is where he was from. And uh, so they went out last year and they caught the five that were out there, and then the uh, park service because that that entire chain of islands is managed by the national park service. Mm. And uh, so the park service called us and said there was one more that it wasn't on the Island when they gathered them before, but it was somewhere on a small Island and the tide got low enough. It walked over and it, it made it to this long. I mean, this island's like 16 miles long. I mean, not maybe a quarter mile wide, Sixteen miles long
1: just a long skinny fella yeah. that's uh that's what I tell <laughs> my wife
3: <laughs> well so they they <laughs> uh they needed it caught and I said, you'll not leave me this time I was it was cabin season last time, so I managed the place I managed we were cabin and we couldn't go help him and I said, you'll not leave me, you tell me the day I don't care what day it is I'll quit work I'm going. We're gonna go catch yeah. that bitch. We're going.
0: Hell yeah! Uh,
3: and so that's the one you saw. We had to. We had to catch her. So there's a ferry boat. We had to back up on the ferry boat with the trailer, offload the horses, pull the truck, unhook the truck because it wasn't long enough for the truck and trailer, and pull and back the truck up on the ferry, and then travel across the sound to get to the island, and then of course offload everything. And then we had to search this uh seventeen mile island to find this one one heifer that was out there, and uh it's way brushier than I thought it would be, I'm gonna tell you. But I mean, we're <laughs> in pretty bad brush country around here, but it's those cedar trees are rough on that island. It was pretty brushy. Cactus and cedar trees. Like no, you were shit. in Texas or something. Huh. And that's uh, wild. It it. It was, um, man. We got her caught pretty, pretty good. But I think there was a, there was a. I'm going to tell y'all about wind, like I, like I'm telling y'all something. But uh, there was a <laughs> 25 mile an hour headwind coming straight down the island that day. Uh, like that's that's running. fun
1: to rope in, ain't it? Uh, I,
3: I, yeah, when you when you when you when you do this and hit yourself in the face, that's that's uh, really fun. Yeah, because she was going. Well, we got her out of the brush. Well, we popped her out of the brush about three times, but she just brushed up again. And finally, she headed for the beach. And so we hit the dunes and slid down like a 20-foot dune. And she turned due north, which was directly into the wind. And there the chase was on, man, and we were just on her. Uh, And she was running 9-0 with – in, a, in two to 25 mile an hour wind. So it was, it was not the best roping we've ever done. I'll say that.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I bet not. That's when you want the, you want the linseed treated cotton with uh, the <laughs> biggest rawhide Honda you can find. Just put Net some done. weight. Yeah.
3: Day I put the, uh, I put the nylon down and grabbed the poly because at least it <laughs> yeah. had some weight in it. <laughs>
1: yeah no shit and usually the uh like i say I, I i don't i don't use polys too much because i'm not a good enough roper but uh I <laughs> you know they're they're nice for for like the first 30 calves you 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 had dragged to the fire and then yeah they're they get so so damn floppy i like the cottons they got some body to them and, and they got the weight but you get those linseed cottons and uh man you better hope you you catch them the first go because if you got to pack around all you know all sixty foot of that cocksucker, it gets heavy. heavy. It gets real what? heavy, and then you you put a a nylon or a you know a rawhide honda on top of that. Like it's good for the wind, but man, you you don't want to pack that sucker around in your hand all day. Like that that's a heavy what? bastard.
2: I will I will I've tell been, you. I got away from the the Linseed treated cottons. I have to. I've just been Uh, using a wax treated cotton and it's way nicer.
3: So I think so too. I I actually am. uh, This is God put my arms on backwards. And so I am left-handed. Okay. And when I learned to rope, nobody told me just learn right-handed. You don't know how to rope. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'd learn how to rope left-handed and until last week, I've never held a, a left-handed cotton rope. No but, shit. Uh, but last week I found one online, and so I've got my first waxed cotton left-handed rope. And we doctor calves the other day with it, and that thing—you can send it. That thing is awesome. Yeah. It's got plenty of weight to it. I oh should, yeah.
2: I should hook you up with a Honda. Um, I kind of got a line on a guy that builds Hondas for them. Oh rope, yeah. And he put their rawhide Honda with the speed burner built into
3: him. Oh, with a speed burner built into it.
2: Yeah, I'll send you pictures tomorrow or whatever of it. And, I mean, that Honda
3: with that speed burner on it is money. I've got a rawhide Honda that I was using on mine, but the problem is it's so sandy around here, it eats through the rawhide too fast, and it's wet. You know, if, yeah. if once you rope the first calf, it gets damp, and man, the the sand sticks to the rope, and it just it just eats right through that rawhide. Mm-hmm. We like had you... the same trouble here
2: on the feedlot, just roping in the pens of that Honda, getting covered in shit, and then just getting sticky and just eating rawhide mm-hmm. Hondas. But with that speed burner on it, problem solved. And oh man. Man, they're nice. I I I don't want anything else on my ropes but them.
1: What What That's are you sipping cool. on there, Scott?
3: Some wild turkey bourbon. <laughs> uh,
1: you know I like wild turkey. It gets a bad name because uh, people get a little loosey goosey on it, but ah. I think I for the money, it's it's one of the better ones out there.
3: Look for the money, the wild turkey is is it, it's hard to beat, man. It's they really easy, is.
2: easy with the money, YouTube, because <laughs> when you guys talk about money and buying good whiskey, you guys can afford to buy good whiskey. Okay?
1: Yeah. We can, yeah. Yeah, we uh, can
2: up here. It's fucking
1: expensive. <laughs> so that's why, you, that's why you're drinking Canadian mist and shit?
3: You're drinking Canadian
1: mist?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, you gotta buy the cheaper stuff. If you're gonna buy whiskey, like, maybe the odd time you go to town and splurge.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: See, I, I I, still think if we're going to war, we should just go take over Canada because I know Tuffy would just join us. I know Samson would just join us. I know uh, Saskatchewan Brett would just join us. I don't know what what the fuck Eastern Canada would do, but I'm pretty sure we could win I, and and Western Canada would be right there with us. Yeah, but,
2: I mean, Eastern Can- Canada, just drop a bomb on them dumb
3: sons of bitches. And <laughs> we're done with it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, well, I, they don't have any guns, right? I mean, you just yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Trudeau just said no more guns. Just like he's a dictator. Just no more.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Pretty much now, <laughs> if you own a if you own a centerfire rifle that holds more than six rounds, um, semi automatic shotgun doesn't matter what it is, it's illegal. Jeez. So apparently, you're supposed to go hunting with a twenty two, Apparently.
3: Well, now do you not have incredibly large animals in Canada? I've got to think like moose. I, I got to think you got some big animals that need something a little bigger than 22.
2: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but basically it's like, oh, you can own a 22, but you can't do anything with it. Jeez.
1: <laughs> oh, hey, look, I know you're you're enjoying this show that we're You know that we're balls deep in here but i gotta pay some bills around here and this company bubs naturals they are helping me do so and they also sell a lot of good stuff so you go to bubsnaturals.com it's named after glenn bub doherty uh who was uh he was a special operator cia guy uh was one of the one of the guys that was killed in during the Benghazi raid, uh, his best friend started up this company kind of in honor of him. They're both um, <clears throat> very active guys, and they wanted just good, clean supplements, and that's what these are. Uh, I take the the collagen in my coffee, along with MCT oil. It's a powder. Uh, kind of very, very slightly sweet, um, like very faint sweet taste to it but also got a kind of a creamy texture it's good stuff they also have coffee now I haven't tried it yet might um, have to and um looks like maybe they got some uh some like gatorade type mix but uh, it's all it's all good clean stuff uh, apple cider vinegar gummies which are awesome apple cider vinegar is great for you uh collagen supposed to uh, what, what do they say on this let's let's take a look um it fuels the body while replenishing with replenishing amino acids that turn back the clock on an aging um and it's uh it's supposed to be good for your skin and your joints and uh, your hair your nails all all the good stuff um it's yeah just a scoop in your coffee it's flavorless don't taste it at all and uh and it's just uh it's good for inflammation and all sorts of good stuff um all in all these guys pay me pretty well when you guys buy stuff so please do and i i highly recommend their products uh i like i said i i take them every day got this stuff on order um got this stuff on order and uh and the gummies i've got coming every every couple of weeks uh help me kind of stay halfway young i know my hair doesn't look it but i'm not that old yet so uh, and i want to be able to to wrestle around with my kids and beat them for a long time yet so um like i want to dominate them so they know that i'm, I'm the alpha and uh so i'm doing all, all i can to <clears throat> to kind of help <clears throat> stay one step ahead of those little fuckers and bubs naturals uh does it for me <clears throat> helps helps get me there so anyways go to bubsnaturals.com com. Use the promo code Burning Daylight. That's all one word. Uh, you'll get twenty percent off uh, your order, and I will get a commission on that. So, uh, thanks to Bubs Naturals. Go check out their stuff. I think you'll like it, and uh, I know I do. So, uh, Bubs Naturals dot com. Promo code Burning Daylight for twenty percent. Now, cocksuckers. Um, this was. Uh... A rock slide we had just, uh, about 10 miles down the road from, from where I live, uh, on the way to where my wife goes to work. Yeah, it was a, Jeez. it was a good one. Uh, and then drone footage of it is, uh, it's about 400 foot across. Oh, uh, on the high. Yeah, they're talking, I've heard anywhere from two weeks to six months for them to, to get that cleared because um, I don't, I don't have the the drone pictures, but somewhere like up in here, you can see some like major cracks. And so they like, they got to get that shit stabilized before they even uh, start clearing shit. So, Oh yeah. We've had a lot of moisture here last, last couple of weeks. <laughs> shit, yeah. Shit's breaking now.
3: Now, in the summertime out there, are you, you relying on, uh, like snow melt for your mm-hmm. moisture. So you're not getting yes. rained at all.
1: No, we, I think our, our yearly average of rain is about, I, I I think I saw it was 11 between 11 and or nine and 11 inches of, of rain. Um, but they, we do have uh, the Walker River going through, and then like the next valley over has Carson River Truckee River you know we got they they have live water and so there's a lot of irrigation back home we had slightly more rain not much um but we didn't have any of the live water either like it was all uh, so if so if you're you were irrigating back home you had to you had to drill a well for that mm-hmm. um but yeah here like that I mean you can see it was right there on the river and it's uh it's a really cool little canyon because it's uh they 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 followed the river and they blasted out a little a little canyon through there and uh you know there there's it's not uncommon to see a a big big boulder in the middle of the highway uh in the in the winter but that's yeah that, that was a (laughs) <laughs> that that was pretty gnarly.
3: Like, uh, that'll shut it down.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you ain't getting through that. And uh and we've got a couple uh we got a copper mine here close by and they didn't even have a big enough equipment to to move that shit. So like we had to uh, like we got uh, I, w- I would assume uh equipment coming down from the mines up in Elko. Uh, the like the the real big mines coming down to to help move this equipment, but also being that the river's right there too, it's uh it's an EPA situation too. They're like they're calling in the Army Corps of Engineers and the EPA, and so when somebody said it could be six months, and I was like, yeah, you get the Feds involved, I I believe it, I believe it, especially when you got a river yeah. right there. They're like, oh, you yeah. know yeah i so but i i guess the saving grace is it's like it's a pretty main thoroughfare and like there's not so through through that highway it, it takes about 25 minutes for for my wife get to, to get to work um the other way is a little like kind of a two-track road um it's not like when it's dry it's not very fun and when it's wet it fucking sucks so they're trying to They're trying to build up that road. And then the other way to go to get there is about a two hour loop. You got to go way Uh, around. And uh, so I I would imagine they get it cleared pretty quick because there, if not, there's going to be people bitching like a son of a bitch. It's uh, but for sure. uh, uh, i'm I'm gonna go ride a horse up top and uh and, and watch him work though I, i'd like to see some of those big old cranes and shit moving moving these boulders
2: just tell them how it needs to be done just go there yeah. the supervisor
1: fuck yeah yeah and then if uh if it goes wrong I'm like hey i don't even work here man yeah <laughs> why, why why would you listen to me make them think make them be stupid you know yeah exactly I I, I threw out the stupid idea but you were the one stupid enough to follow it
2: and that happens more than you think you're like I was kind of just kidding but dumb shit's running with it
1: I mean look look at the state of the world I think uh, like it doesn't matter what country you're from um, yeah I think everybody can be like yeah, it sounds like my president (laughs) you know (laughs) No. He, yeah. he said something stupid, but oh. everybody just went ahead with it. And uh so so who is the stupid one at this point? Yeah, fuck. Um All right, so Scott, you uh how the hell did you come around to like Buckaroo type uh cowboy oh in uh, in North Carolina?
3: That is So <laughs> I uh I went to college to be a veterinarian. And okay. uh I really like college, but they talked me out of being a veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I ended up getting a job managing a place, running some cattle. And okay. uh, man I worked at it at at the equine unit building fence and stuff when we were when I was in college and uh where'd you go to school man, at? At North Carolina State. Okay. So Wolfpack. Wolfpack. That's right. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, the horses were pretty dumb, and I was not really a fan of the horses. And it's a different culture here. It's, it's, it's mm. really. You get a bunch of yahoos that do some rodeoing, but nobody's nobody's handy. No, I shouldn't say nobody. That's pretty mean you know but not many people yeah and uh yeah so, well, so it's, it's
1: not the place you you wouldn't think like i i need a good solid cow hand i'm i'm gonna look in north carolina like that no, no, nobody That's, has ever said that
3: yes you're the first <laughs>
1: <Right now.
3: laughs> there we go yeah <laughs> and and uh so we uh i got a job managing a place and uh I worked there for about three years, and there was a guy running. Um, the owner had some cutting horses, and uh, they were showing faturity cutting horses and stuff, and we had some fresh-winged calves, and uh, the owner says, hey, man, you need to uh, catch those calves. And I said, the calves I just turned out that we just weaned on that, you know, big-ass pasture, yeah, not going to happen. I can't catch them. I mean, I, I can trick them up with some feed. That's the only trick I had really. And, mm-hmm. uh, he said, I'll get that guy to bring those cutting horses up here. And I said, okay, I'll sit on the top of those hay bales and I'll watch this damn show. And he's going to send them through the fence and it's going to be a train wreck. And, uh, cause anybody I'd ever seen do anything with cattle horseback, you know, I've seen job. stuff on TV, but I mean, I was, I'm old enough. I'm before, the internet. I didn't see anything. It was a shit show. It was bad. And, uh, so I was expecting, he's about to send 700 calves through. I mean, this is three strands of hot wires All the thing, keeping these things in the country. And, uh, that guy got out there and took his time and he worked those cattle up and got them caught. And we got them loaded and sent down the road. And I said, man, I got to, I got to learn something about these horses (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) that's, and, and that's kind of what got it going. And it was, it was kind of like, I got to go out West or I got to figure something out. And man, I've read every book I could read and every internet video I could see and talk to people. And, and, uh, it just, I figured it out. I've bastardized to, to say buckaroo. I'm probably crapping on somebody like, like, like I'm, uh, you, but, you, can, I mean, you know, I, I, and
1: I, I don't, I'm not saying you have to cuss, but like, don't, don't feel, don't feel like you got to hold back. Like, uh, yeah, uh w- I mean, we're, we're I mean, open. I'm, uh,
3: yeah. I, I'm sure there's some Nevada buckaroos that would, that would love to punch me in the jaw for even using that title, but uh, I really just kind of fell in love with that style of stuff, and I tried to make some bridle horses and started reading, and I've learned everything on my own. Um, there's not anybody to teach around here. I didn't. I, I just learned. We, we picked up some horses and and uh, started training. I got a Mexican guy that helps me, so, I mean, I guess we're vaquero. Like, uh, style, but there's two there of us go. with about a thousand head of cattle and we just learned how to get it done.
1: Hell yeah, man. I, you know, it, that's, I mean, that's how cowboys always been is, uh, you know, like you pick up things from all over and, and that we, we just happen to be blessed in the, the age where you can look that shit up on the internet. like, no, oh, YouTube. You
3: imagine YouTube is really nice because it is because when I started, there was no YouTube, and mm-hmm. and it was really information was hard to come by. But but now with YouTube, and you can look up all kinds of stuff. But uh yeah, I, I mean, I ride heavily, heavily. We've got a huge Hispanic population coming in with the uh, row crops, mm-hmm. and in fact, in fact, the guy that works for me. I didn't have any help one day. My help left, and uh, we walked out, and the guy I worked for was a farmer because most guys around here, they're farmers that have cattle. They're not ranchers. Mm-hmm. And um, so I walked out to the field, and he said, take that guy. And uh, and I took him, and we went, and I think we doctored calves that day or something. We were roping on the back of the pickup or some crazy, stupid crap like that. And, yeah. and man, I'm telling you. I took it when I say I took him the next three places I went, I took him with me. Uh, mm. yeah, I learned a lot from Jose and I've still got him right now. We've been here for 17 years and, uh, you know, he grew up in Mexico on the back of a horse and yeah, he showed me a lot of stuff and we picked up a lot of stuff and man, I don't know. You, nobody around here is going to use a, a Wade saddle and a long rope, but, it seems to work for us. I mean, you know, sometimes you, we, we also catch cattle for, uh, the sheriff's department is in charge of our animal control. So if mm-hmm. there's cattle out, they call, well, there's only the whole county. We're the biggest county in the state. And so they call me and Jose. That's the only people they can call. And, uh, so we go catch them and hey, it's worked. Sometimes, sometimes some rubber might help before you hit the ditch or hit the woods or swamp or whatever. But, and we get it done.
1: I was going to ask if you'd ever dallied on rubber before. Never. Uh, so It sounds like
3: never. Never. Huh. You never, tr- never tried.
1: <laughs> there so you go. You
3: dallied on mule hide? That's it. That's it. That's it. I, Jose actually used to ride one of those charro saddles, just dallied on wood. <laughs>
1: Man, those charros, want, especially once you find the tradition behind the charro uh, deal, like then you get a whole new appreciation of why they have the hundred foot rope, you know, stacked up their arm and whatnot. But like, oh, okay, so it was your best roper. You're running in a bunch of wild horses, wild ass horses, into a box canyon. So your best roper is going to have like a hundred foot rope. And sometimes that's two ropes tied together and he had to find where the knot was. So, and also like when, when you're, when you're healing that horse, you don't want to bring him to a stop because it's going to break their legs. So you got to slow them down and it's going to take all hundred foot of that rope, And then there's a big ass fucking knot in the middle of it as you're sliding. And you're just like, man that's a whole different story and now like when i watch those charo competitions i'm like i get it now i like it you know i'll I'll, i can get into that shit
3: jose didn't think you were roping if you didn't have smoke peeling off your home yeah (laughs) like you weren't (laughs) doing anything if you didn't have smoke peeling off like
1: yeah and then and then you like you know that it's such a machismo culture too so like the Like your, your, your best roper is like the, the big swing and Dick of the uh, the operation. And so, yeah, he's going to make a show of it too. Cause he's got to be big swing and Dick the next time around too. <laughs> so not only is he going to catch, but he's gonna, yeah, he's going to make the most smoke off the horn and then just lay that horse down perfectly. Like it's supposed to be.
3: It, it, it's really, it's, it's amazing what they can yeah. do. And, uh, you said tie two ropes together. So this is how – so I have bastardized buckarooing and and We did every trick we could come up with, but we had cattle scattered. I think the first place we worked, we had about 800 head, but they were on – man, they were on a bunch of farms all over. Yeah, farms, not ranches, just hog farms. And mm-hmm. we just hot wire. And so when you had a doctor, or something, all you had was a pickup. We didn't have any horses or anything. And so we'd take two 30 foot calf ropes, because that's the only thing people around here did was, you know, calf roping, tie down roping. And so we'd tie two 30 foot ropes together to get 60 foot and rope them out the back of the truck. And then let go of the rope and then run over it with the pickup truck tire and drive up the rope. And that's how we did it for a long time until we really got into the horses. And then, I mean, now we're, we're about horsemanship and stockmanship and stuff. But back then we were about getting the job done and getting the calves treated. And that's, that's what had to be done. That's all we had. There was no pen. None of these places had a corral. I mean, if mm. you wanted a corral, you had to tote panels in there. So, if, mm. if you had to doctor or a calf, by the time you got the panels loaded in there, where is he? Who knows? He's in the swamp. Oh, He's I in the woods.
1: Also, when you're, yeah, when you got 60 inches of rain a year, I'm sure there's a lot of places where you just can't get to in the pickup.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so it's it a little muddy. <laughs> With your guys'
3: program, do you run dogs? We, we just started running dogs a few years ago. I've got a buddy in um, Eastern Oregon and uh, he sent me one dog and I just got one out of Utah uh, last year. And uh, So we just started running some border collies and border collie crosses and holy moly did they make a difference. When there's just two of I mean, there's two of us on the whole ranch. I'm yeah. sorry, I lost you.
2: Dogs out there helping you. You can get a pile of work done with just two guys and you know, three or four
3: good dogs. Oh, the dogs are better than two, two guys around here. I mean, literally, until Stephen came back from Colorado and started up Ranch Solutions, we, we, we didn't have good help. You know, we, we had guys, we could get some guys, but, but it was, you know, they're not good help. But, uh, yeah. now we, with the dogs, we're good until time to, you know, wean calves or something, and work cows, and then we get we get those other guys to come in. But I mean, we're not covering big country like we're not in Saskatchewan or something. We're, you know, our our entire our entire place is only seven thousand acres where we're at.
1: That's still that's a lot of country to cover, and particularly when you got a lot of trees and shit. Like that's
3: it's a lot of oh, country. It's, it's, yeah, it's 4,000 acres
1: of trees. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that's, that, that's no joke. You know, like it's a, and, and particularly for back East, that's a huge operation. Like,
3: Oh, it's big. It's big, big. It, yeah. It, I mean, I for, mean, cause for that, where we are.
1: Yeah. I mean, cause that, that's a, that's a decent sized operation when you're in like uh like Eastern Colorado, Western Kansas, Nebraska area, you know, like that's a pretty decent sized operation um yeah but you know with with the amount of moisture uh like is that kind of like coastal salt grass is what you guys uh have over there
3: we're not that close to the coast we have uh coastal bermuda okay um, which is you know about like the same i mean really we look a lot like we're far enough from the coast we can grow grass but we're not far enough west that we can grow cool season grasses so we're like uh Wow, where, It'd be like a South uh, we Texas Oklahoma, or something we like that. We went to like Oklahoma City. Uh, yeah, I picked up some bulls in Oklahoma City, and and it had the same amount of hill, and he had a predominantly Bermuda grass. It was it was kind of looked exact. I mean, we're the same latitude. You know, if you go across, and mm-hmm. it, it kind of it was it was the same kind of country.
1: Okay, okay. Um. Cool. So so you got. Like quite a bit of ear in your cattle down in that part of the world, huh?
3: I just started putting ear in them. Yeah.
1: Oh, no kidding.
3: We're actually on the line to where ear penalizes us. Um, Uh, If you're kind of in Georgia and South, you get away with the ear and, and it's a good thing. Yeah. But, um, kind of anywhere North of Georgia, they they penalize you pretty heavy for ear, but um, I I uh well when I started, the the place looked like a a breed catalog. I mean there was any breed of cattle you wanted they had tried it and it and you can mm-hmm. see it in the pasture you know. So so we went with some black Angus and then some Sim Angus and now i started putting a little Brangus in there to get some ear into the herd because I think it'll help them and and we've got a good enough name to feed yard scoops our cattle up you know every year we sell so so we've got a good enough name and our cattle are are doing pretty good so you know
1: there's one thing uh i think people got really into the angus stuff and you know and then like the angus in particular but like you know everybody's got their every breed's got their own deal but when when you're selling in the commodity market, uh, unless, unless somebody is advertising it as Angus beef, uh, a choice steak is a choice steak. And, and me and you both know, like if it marbles at choice, it's going to taste like choice. Um, unless it's grass fed, you know, and that's a whole different flavor. But if if it is a grain finished steak, uh, choice is choice is choice all day long it doesn't really matter what yep. the breed is and uh so like why why not add a little ear to your your uh herd if it if it makes you if it makes sense on the on the back end and you can still get the same amount of marbling like at at the end like who when when once it's that that steak's on the plate nobody knows the difference if it has an eighth of bramer in it No,
3: no, not at all, and and I'm looking anything that makes it more uh, pest resistant because the horn flies are ridiculous. Because I mean, you got to think of how warm we are. We get our fly season starts in March, Mm. and we'll have flies on the cattle up until October. Just I mean, and when I say it's bad, it's nasty. And like I said before, every, every summer I'm like, why in the hell do I live here? Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, those horn flies, you gotta, you gotta talk to some of the old time, uh, like Texas and and Great Plains area cowboys to talk about those. They're they're, Well, it wasn't, it wasn't horn flies, but it was a hookworm, I guess. And they get in the, yeah, that was different. Yeah. 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 That was a whole different, I, man, well, that they, was Boots, those,
3: right? You you yeah. Boots talked about that on your podcast.
1: Yeah. Well, Boots did. And then, uh, Oh, Billy <coughs> Whitfield back in the early days. I got, I got to call Billy again and see what he's up to, but he's, uh, yeah, that used to be a big deal in, in that part of the world. Like,
3: Oh, it was a big deal. Yeah. It was, it was, it was bad. <clears throat> it yeah. Was bad. I mean, that, that's one of the, uh, when Boots explained that, because I don't think I've ever heard it explain how Boots did it, and I was like, "Well, damn! I guess the government can do something right every now and yeah. Now.
1: Every now and then they <laughs> they do get a program right, but more often than not, it, it don't work. But yeah, it was uh, th- it was that, and then uh, like Blackleg, you know, b- developing the Blackleg vaccine was a fucking game changer. Like just an absolute game changer because that's not even a thing anymore. Every now, like it's a rare case that you get, you see a black leg. Yeah. Like it's, not, it's I've f- never seen it. I've well, I've only seen a couple, and I've seen, you know, a couple million head of cattle in my in my lifetime, and I've only seen a couple cases of it. I mean, it, it's fucking rare.
2: Well, that's because they everybody's treating, uh, vaccinating for that every year, right? They're vaccinating. Yep. Or black legs so yeah. you don't see it it's i mean i've seen it um i've seen it twice but other than that it's not a thing right it's real yeah. rare when you see it
1: mm. yeah it's it's like uh you're like holy shit it's like the <sighs> yeah because it was it wasn't us initially this that had it was um it was Harris, uh, the Harris feed lot over in California. And then they called, they called down to us because we, we were starting some cattle for them. And, uh, and we had a, they were all Holstein steers, <laughs> which, which is almost, uh, like that's almost, a uh, like no longer a thing. Cause they don't, they don't, they, they that with, uh, the sex semen and stuff, they, in the, the dairy business, like, no, they're not going to have a Holstein steer anymore. They're just going to, if, you know, if they're not going to breed it for, for another, a replacement heifer, they're going to, they're going to breed it with, uh, with Angus semen Mm -hmm. instead. So like, yeah, the Holstein steer is like almost a thing of the past, but the, these were Holstein steers and they're, it was, it was typically just their back legs would, would swell up, um, and, you know, like a foot rot, but then it would just like, it was up the whole leg over, almost overnight. And, but they weren't limping. Like they, they didn't, they weren't packing a leg or anything, but it was like both hind legs just swelled up bigger and shit. And you'd run them through the chute and they'd, uh, they'd run a temperature about like 105, 106, like real hot. And never show any sign of pneumonia, like no sign of pneumonia at all. And I was like, I, I don't know. So we, we were, I think we were treating with um, with biomycin because uh, they were Holstein steers. So we, we were, we considered them low risk and, uh, and they, they, they cleared up just fine. And we had one that, that eventually died and you, you cut up and. You know, do necropsy and the the back the meat on the back leg was really dark, like almost black. And then so we're like, oh, black leg. I'll, I'll get it now. But yeah, it was weird. I I'd never like I know you know every every vaccine you know every killed vaccine in in the bovine world has has the black leg in there. And uh I never knew how big of a deal it was until I kind of you know we had that one that that died on us, and I was like, huh. You imagine out and just, you know, name a place in, uh, 1920 doesn't matter what part of the world you're at. You don't, and, and you, you see one of those and you're like, what? Well, uh, well, what do you do? <laughs> what, what the fuck do you do then? Take a hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Like, I, it, it kind of makes you wonder what the Cowboys did besides just move cattle around because you couldn't really doctor back then. What did you doctor with? They didn't really have medicine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah. you whiskey on cows. Yeah. I, I, it was, uh, you know, like they that, uh, they'd put tar on their horns after, the, after they, uh, after they had docked horns and whatnot. But,
3: if they, if yeah, they have f- pink eye, you throw a handful of salt in it. That's yeah.
1: good to go. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I grabbed the wrong uh, shaker from the the break room one time, and I dumped a bunch of uh, pepper in a <laughs> in a pink eye, pepper's <laughs> eye. And I, then I then I then I felt really bad. Um, I mean, it. I think it worked. I don't know. It, it cleared up. I don't know if it was the pepper or the biomycin, but <laughs> <I
2: think. laughs> it cleared up. <laughs> little bit more to the biomycin
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe just a touch. I don't know. I don't know. Pepper, I'm, I'm all natural. I like to go. man. I'm
3: pretty sure pepper's pretty antibacterial.
1: You talk <laughs> to any hippie, and they'll tell you black pepper's good for you.
2: I gotta Please. go start. I'll be right back. I just gotta go start my truck so it warms up.
1: All right, <laughs> Canadian shit.
3: Canadian shit what, like just in the middle of the night and just gotta go start struggling.
1: I guess so I don't know uh, <laughs> um yeah so so you guys just uh you, you just learn cowboy in the hard way essentially
3: that's how I learn everything yep <laughs> and, 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 you know
1: sometimes that's the best way to to learn shit though it's uh
3: I I, I got a buddy that uh, I met uh, well after I was already managing this place and we were already doing stuff horseback. We worked some sales, you know, at the local sale barn and I ran into this guy from Oklahoma and uh, Mm -hmm. he's the one that lives in Oregon now and uh, has a place in Oregon. And, um, you know, I, I talked to him as much as I could picked his brain on everything and, and, uh, he helped us come out and work, you know, when we were weaning and break checking and things. And I mean, any, you know, any, any information I could get, I, I scooped it up. But, uh, yeah, we just kind of trial and error. And, you know, if it works, it works. If it don't, eh, throw it away, get something else, try. But, so, I, so I'm was it, uh, you, cattle were made by God. To be worked by horses, and that is what I believe in my heart. That is the only way to do it, and I can't I can't figure out any other way to do it. Mm. I mean, this place so, that I work at would not work. Uh, if you had four wheels and dart guns, you can go to hell. It's not going to work. Yeah, you, You're going to have a train wreck.
2: That's yeah. like a lot of places, though. Because where I'm at now, they were a firm believer in darting cattle and cranking them. And mm-hmm. then get the treating on them. But when you get tranking cattle in the cold that we have up here, um, that don't work. Mm. I mean, you just, you got dead cattle. That's all you have. Because you slow a cow down like that or a calf down. I mean, they lay down for however long and wait to get, um, so that drug wears off. Hypothermia kicks in and they're just dead.
0: Hmm.
3: Geez. But well now our cattle probably see we started um we started doing uh some different rotations and so we rotate cattle every day. They move every day. Uh just the way the pastures are cut up and the size of the pasture. So we have like six hundred head in one herd and you know, three or four hundred in another and so we're moving cattle every single day. So I guess our cattle are probably more like the, the Northern, the Northern cattle, the North Northwest cattle. And so they see horses quite a bit. So when we doctor, eh, sometimes we have to run something down, but if we, if we do our job and throw a good loop, we're throwing a lot of standing shots. And so we doctor stuff and they never, they never move. And, and, and the cattle don't scatter. So, I mean, there's no more low stress way of doing it than what we're doing.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: That's the best way to do it.
1: Yep. Well, and after a while, it just, I mean, especially if you got a lot of sick cattle, like fuck, you go, you have to run every single one of those bastards down. And like it get, I get, becomes work you know fun becomes work real quick <laughs> when, oh, when yeah. you're running when you're roping <laughs> 6, 8, 10 12 head a day and laying them down and you're like whoa All right, the, the first couple times were awesome and then yeah well, even like
2: you do 12 head a day that's still fun when you get into the 20 and 30 mm, a day yeah. you're like fuck this I'm done yeah. I'm over it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, exactly. Like, like it's yeah, and then then you're like, all right, well let let me take a look at these these old buckaroo loops where they're they're sitting out from forty foot and just floating something in. You're like, oh, now now that shit makes a lot of sense. Man,
3: look, if you sat back there with a hula hand with a few coals in in your hand and oh, that is that is glorious. I'm telling you, if I was in charge of any kind of rodeo and venue around here. Nobody would watch it, but it would be amazing mm. for me. I would love it. That stuff mm. makes me happy. Like there's, that's beauty. That's See, art.
1: I, I want to put on a ranch open. And the only rules is it's like, uh, it's like playing pig or playing horse when you're shooting baskets. It's just like, no, you call your shot. And if you catch you know, they run out another steer and your competitor has to do that. Like I, I want to, That, that oh. that's, that's the burning daylight ranch roping. It, now is that's you, something
3: you, I could get into. Oh yeah. You that you play
1: horse awesome. and, uh, and you call your shot, you know, like hip shot, you know, turnover, hip shot, whatever, or you, I mean, the, the Texas guys might get a little bit pissed cause they won't ever win it because they, they don't <laughs> do anything except blow to them. But, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe they got something cool. I don't know, but I, I think, yeah, you call your shot, and, and sometimes it co- it comes down to can you just catch, and that that's where the Texas guys might come in, in handy. It's like, if oh, you gotta for, just for, neck for, one.
3: Look, there is no beautiful turnover Johnny Blocker nothing when it comes to catching wild cattle. It's, can you get a rope on any hand, mm-hmm. foot, or tail. I've caught one by the tail before. Whatever. <laughs> there is no illegal catch when the wild that, cattle come out. <laughs> yeah, I mean
1: that. That's why, like any any ranch rodeo worth its salt is catch as catch can. Because <laughs> it, when, when you're when you're out catching wild cattle or whatever, like I don't care if you're doctoring. I don't care if you're catching wild cattle. I don't care if you're trying to like pull one out of a feed bunk. Catch as catch can.
2: Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, it's cool to see them fancy loops throwing and, you know, a hula hand and a scoop loop every day on the pasture. They're effective loops, right? But you you start dealing with like turnovers and the fancier shots. Like we got guys that come to our pasture in the summertime and they want to throw them shots and it's get out of here. Like, we got more than one animal to get caught. Yeah, them shots are cool, but they're not cool out here because we got to get something done and then get on to the next one. And, I mean, our cattle out here, if you hang around and spend too much time in them, they're just going to leave. So it's just get in, get them treated, and get gone, and there's no time for setting fancy shots up. Yeah, if you throw a hula hand out there and neck one, and get them caught. That's all fine, but when it comes to healing them, just ride in there and help them.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, and that's uh, yeah. Don't choke it all day. <laughs> yeah, right in there and get them caught, <laughs> you man. Don't get I got four loops to throw your heel shot. Go.
1: <laughs> I got my <laughs> ass chewed <laughs> so bad one at one Brandon because I uh, I watched this poor calf go by the fire about four times. And, and, and the healer missed every time. And so I just eventually went out there and, and just flanked him and, uh, you know, and it, it was not proper cowboy etiquette or whatever, because, you know, you gotta, you gotta head and heal. Cause this is, uh, you know, this is out West son. And I'm like, well, I'd, I'd, I would prefer not see that calf die before he got a brand on his ass, you know? like I I would like to see the brand on that calf and and it seemed like like I'm not saying they were bad ropers you know sometimes you just you know you get a you get a shitty calf but uh, also like uh, let's get done with this and not kill a let's not kill an animal we don't have to Fuck.
2: like a lot of our shots here at feed law like we treat everything in the pan everything's roped and treated with me and another guy and it's get yeah. the head rope on him to control him but if he's going straight you just let him go straight and kind of ride with them and your healer better just ride in there and get him caught yeah because that's the last thing you want to do right you don't want to take the wind away from a sick calf because he's probably going to die yeah.
3: Yeah. Yep. And yep. our our thing is the, the heel shots in the spring and summer here, uh, you might be in belly deep grass. That's hard to get a heel shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You better take what you can get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if you pick up one back foot, that the header lets it go and you drag it till it falls down. But at least you're not choking it. Yeah. You get it down.
0: Yeah.
1: So oh, a it's a, I mean it's a different thing it, it, well yeah it's like you, you make your money with healthy calves so like you you try not to right. make them sicker than than they already are and uh yeah and then there's sometimes where like you, you get one that's just fucking running and you're like man maybe maybe he's not as sick as I thought he was you know like may, maybe I was just seeing ghosts and then sometimes you just gotta let him go like cause if he's running that fast today, <laughs> he'd probably be alive tomorrow. And if yeah. he was truly sick, he'll really show it tomorrow.
2: Yeah, he'll he'll be a little slower tomorrow.
3: Yeah. Yes. We yeah, got the doctor. You we, Jose called me and said we got to doctor some tomorrow. And I'm like, I was in those calves yesterday. Do we really have to doctor some tomorrow? I think he just <laughs> likes roping calves. And you know. uh we were treating with Draxon and now they got the generic stuff, and so it's way cheaper. And so it's like, can't we just doctor calves every day? And I'm like, it's still expensive, to doctor calves. It's like, <laughs> <that's> not.
1: <laughs> it's cheaper, not you cheap. Cheaper. cheaper. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Er. yeah. You know when you got the, uh, if one of them gets up off the bunk, and said, <clears throat> he's like, Shoot, that one needs cough. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: let let him cough twice. All right. Let, let him like trot him around a bit a minute and then if he caught then you you might have a point but yeah it's uh but that that that's kind of uh, you know they had to have had uh medicine back in the the old days that, that's uh, you know I just I, I i i'm I'm thinking back to the the old west you know like charlie Russell days and I never, you never really hear them talk about medicine for cattle.
3: I wonder how much they were in the cattle, though. Were they in the cattle every day? I mean, well, they, were, no. You they're know, cow. they're gathering them and pushing them. It's like survival of the fittest, right? Well, and
1: especially after the Civil War, because uh, you know all the men went to to war, and so that meant all the cowboys went to to war, and the only ones that were left were it was women and then like the men that were left were, were Texas Rangers essentially. And so the, the cow herd just multiplied exponentially during that, that, you know, five year period. And, uh, and that, that's kind of what created the, the beef boom. And, uh, and it was like the, like the initial start of the U S cattle business. But a lot of those cattle were, just wild for, cause they, they, they ran wild for about five years while all the men were at war and I don't know. Wild, wild, you know, the United States, is a wild country, you know, like it, it, yeah. we haven't been around very long, but man, and Canada too, you know, like I, I actually, I'd, I'd, I'd really like to, to know some more about Canadian history because like, You guys live in, in uh, the coldest, one of the coldest places on earth. Like there, there's some fucking real bears up there. Like, like some monster bears, but no, nobody ever thinks of like the, you know, pioneer man or, you know, here in America, we don't think like pioneer men. We think, you know, Americans, but like Canada never, never comes up. But like, man, they gotta be tougher than us to live that far North. Like that, that shit gets cold.
2: Well, it was just back in them days in the winter up here. It was just survival, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you talk to guys, like, you talk to some of the old timers that grew up back in the day. And they talk about their parents. You know, they worked just to stay alive. Like, they weren't working for money or anything like that. They were just working to stay alive.
1: Yeah. Well, and and then even back on the East Coast or like North Carolina, like the people that first came over, they were, yeah. You, you met the Indians, and they were for the most part peaceful Indians. Luckily, it was just like, uh,
3: you know, you got the Lost Colony and whatnot. That's
1: true. That was that's North true.
3: Carolina. Yeah, that's true. But I, I but you, feel like you, the Canadians you, you didn't are have so Apaches. Nice. I, no they did not have the Plains Indians no not that's a different thing altogether you know I think I, the I Canadians think... were so nice because if somebody needs help and you don't help them you're killing them I mean like like there's a stereotype about Canadians being really nice but I mean really if you're that cold weather and you need you need a hand and you drive by they're dead like, yeah right they're not going to make it if yeah. you
2: if you this time of year if you have car troubles, um, and you know what the funny thing is, so many people aren't ready for to even be on the road because they got nothing. I mean, Johnny down the know. road, his wife get in their vehicle and they go to town for supper, and a blizzard hits while she's in a dress and he's in his you know in his town clothes. You're not gonna walk five miles. In a blizzard, and not freeze. Like if you get near a wreck, you're gonna be dead. Yeah. So when somebody's in the ditch, I mean, you know, you at least stop and try and help them.
1: Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I see that. That's kind of like we didn't. We don't have near the, like the weather that that Canada has, but we also like. My nearest neighbor was two miles as the crow flies, but it took six miles to get there, um, growing up and, and this was, uh, compared to Nevada that like, that's a metropolis, <laughs> you know, like it, 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 might be 20 miles in between town, little small towns here in, uh, in, you know, in Eastern Colorado, but like you get in Eastern Nevada, it might be a hundred, 150 miles between anything. Just anything, you know. It's it's so, so wide open. So like, you see somebody on on one of those highways broke down. And you're like, you feel like an asshole if you don't stop and like at least see if they're okay. Like, yeah, yeah, like well, you gotta you to, like, right? yeah, you have to. Otherwise, you're not a good person, you know. Because like that that could be you. Yeah, well, but that's exactly. always. We- that's always in the back of your head. It's like, that could be me. And, uh, I I've been, I've had my ass saved a couple different times by, by random people. Uh, and not that I needed them, but I was, I was sure fucking glad they showed up because I didn't have to, I didn't have to do what I needed to do. I was able to catch a ride, uh, into town or something. And, uh, and it just, at some point it's better off paying somebody to do shit, you know? And, and, uh, but other, you know, it just—you never know when when somebody might help you out, and it just—it's the right thing to do, and it, and it's just—it's it's more apparent when you live in where where just nobody else lives. Like
2: yeah, well, you, it, you don't generally out here where I'm at. If there's somebody in the ditch, it's a good chance you know who they
1: are. Yeah, yeah. But but I mean, even like can be
2: your worst neighbor and you not get along with them, but you stop to help him because he'll do the same for you even though he hates he hates
1: you. Yeah, yeah. You can go back to hating each other once once you make sure they're all right.
2: Yeah. And normally yeah. when that happens, it's like one guy has one up on the other guy because mm. you know. They don't get along or They kind of got a little bit of a rivalry going on. And What's he'll be up? like, "Hey, I stopped and I didn't have to, and I saved your ass."
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's a good chance to troll them Just just yeah. because yeah, yeah. Um. So like you you kind of grew up in uh in um moonshine territory, huh, Scott?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, as as yeah, your family in the in the in the moonshining business?
3: No, no, we're too far east. Oh, okay, you go a little bit west and you're you're there. You're I there.
1: hear I hear it's pretty good stuff. I've never I've never actually had any uh, <coughs> any shine from that part of the world, I'm, but may have
3: gotten some for Christmas this year. But um, yeah, that that would be illegal, so I wouldn't tell you.
1: Right, <laughs> right. You know, and then you yeah. well, I would I would never ask. I just like I said. I I hear I hear say back in the day that uh North Carolina made some pretty good uh shine. Uh, you know, Kentucky and West Virginia got all the notoriety because they moved a lot of it, but I hear North Carolina took a lot of a lot well, of care to really, make uh, make it taste decent.
3: They really they they learned how to uh put it in the charred barrels and make something out of it instead of yeah. it just being straight corn liquor. But North Carolina's still sticking with the corn liquor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, uh, man, it's funny how, uh, that Appalachia region gets, uh, all the notoriety for, uh, for bootlegging back in the day. But my dad was telling me like, they used to run a lot of, a uh, lot of whiskey out of, out of back County, Colorado, because there wasn't anything else to grow in the, or to, to produce in the, the dust bowl. So fuck it. We're making, we're making whiskey today, boys.
3: No doubt. I mean, they didn't have any, I mean, what do you do? I mean, yeah, that was, that was bad times, man. I mean, you gotta make it, you gotta make ends meet, you know? Well,
1: I mean, when you, when you think about the early days of the country too, it was, uh, you know, the, the first, uh, like the first big spat between, uh, between the government and the people was the whiskey rebellion because they started taxing, uh, whiskey, and it was all, all the guys from like Kentucky and, uh, and like Western Pennsylvania that they couldn't, they couldn't ship their corn over the Appalachians because, uh, you know, they just couldn't, they couldn't put enough corn on, on a wagon to make it profitable. So they'd distill it down into whiskey and they could sell that. And then they started taxing them and they revolted. It was just like, it, the the story of this whole this whole country is just like uh as people are just like get the fuck out of my pocketbook, dude. <laughs> let me live exactly, exactly,
3: exactly. <laughs> so that's let a, me that's live. The, oh, that's the meme, man. Uh, yeah, our forefathers would be stacking bodies right now. Like, we oh, would not be dealing with this shit, man.
1: I I would be such a happy farmer. <laughs> <laughs> if if our forefathers were in charge right now, cause I I'm, I'm too old to go to war, but I, I will happily support the cause to to fight somebody that that'll just let us be, you know, just I'll fight for anybody. to just like, let us fucking live.
3: That That's the thing. I think I was listening <laughs> to one of your podcasts the other day and you were talking about Democrats and Republicans. And I mean, I never really, uh, got, I never picked a side. I guess I'm independent yeah. but but I'm I guess that the older I get the more <clears throat> the more uh libertarian it's just like leave me alone. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you do, leave me yeah. alone.
1: Like until what you do affects me, we'll have then we'll yeah. have a conversation. But up yeah. until then I don't give a fuck.
3: As, leave me alone. You do you and I'll do me and we'll all be good. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a good Bible belt Southern Baptist. I I love all you. I love everybody, but leave me alone. <laughs> don't yeah. tell me let, what to do. Yeah,
1: let 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 me do my thing, man. You yeah, know, that, that's, that's one of those things.
3: Like like I I, I don't even like going to town because when I hit yeah. the third stoplight, it's the third time somebody's told me what to do, and it just drives me up the wall. Like, oh, please I don't know. tell me what to do.
1: I know. I know. It's it's fucking wild. I but I that that's uh that's what drove people west and, and and it just make it kept them going west and eventually like we went all the way west and now I don't know where you go. So you just look for for places of people where you're just like all right, I, I like I like how they think. Maybe I'll I'll try over there, whatever. Yeah. Or or you just tell the you just like fuck off. Come get me. I tell I'm you, gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go punch cows.
3: Eastern Oregon is beautiful, but that state yeah. is lost.
1: Yeah, lost.
3: It, it. You can I, never out outvote what they've done on the west coast, but man, it's beautiful country. I mean, I went and pushed some cows off the mountain there, and and did some brandings, and it, it is. There's, is, it's beautiful, man. Like I cannot. I, I just can't see how you can let those those people in this. But I mean, that's what it, that's what's going to run the whole country if we don't do something. I mean, it's it's I'm about, I'm it's, about to turn into some kind of revolutionary. But but I mean, the, the big <laughs> cities run the whole damn show.
1: Well, they they do until I
2: mean, they Canada, need food. Look,
1: look at Canada. They're they're
2: the big
3: cities run the show, man.
2: Oh, it's it's how it is. I mean, you yeah. look at. Um, You look at Eastern Canada compared to how we are. Well, when we have a vote, Eastern Canada decides on what the rest of the country does. And they don't fucking contribute a thing. All they do is just hold their hand out and say it needs to be done this way. And... (laughs)
1: Well, yeah, we're going to spend your money this way and you don't have a say in how it's spent, but you're going to pay us because if not, we'll send the Mounties to to come collect.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, we really need out west is wolves and grizzly bears, except for California killed every damn grizzly bear and there's not one left in the state but but they yeah we should we should definitely bring everything back yeah sure right okay
1: yeah like did you did you ever go back and uh read why they killed every grizzly bear in the state of california Be- because uh they were killing people and livestock and uh <laughs> yeah because in order to to stay alive in northern california they murdered all the fucking grizzly bears, because it's like, hey, we cannot cohabitate. Yeah. Simple, simple fucking idea. Now they're like, hey, let's bring them back. It was like, no, hey, you know they what? were here before. <laughs>
3: there, there's a food chain, and yeah. and humans are not at the top when grizzlies are in the picture,
1: right? Um, we, or wolves yeah. for
3: that matter. I mean, gee, I know, yeah, it's just like we oh, they, brought, uh, they brought red wolves back to North Carolina. I mean, no, wolves shit. Are extinct. So, so, why not release a bunch of red wolves into North Carolina? And it's like,
1: why not? It sounds like fun. I'm it sounds telling like a good you, time.
3: <laughs> yeah, let's put collars on all of them so you can't shoot them. And yeah, it's it's uh. I just don't think that they uh, – so I got a buddy that uh, is a game warden, and he did a um, research project at Fort Bragg, which is pretty close to us. Um, and they track coyotes, and mm. they had uh, several coyotes. They went from North Carolina to Georgia, came back, had a litter of pups in South Carolina. If a damn coyote will go from North Carolina to Georgia, how far does a wolf travel? I gotta think. I, got, I just Long gotta ways. think. The bigger the dog, the more to go traveling, you know?
2: Well, yeah. out here, we, we're running into wolves out here and everything, but they're saying out here, a coyote will make about a 20 mile track. Like, that's his area, is about 20 miles round, And they're saying yeah. a wolf has out here right now. A wolf has anywhere from a hundred to a hundred and fifty mile track.
0: Yeah,
3: and and yeah. and this and this coyote traveled the I ninety five corridor, two states away. So the hell, I guess the wolves would go to Florida or Texas. I don't know, Louisiana. Who knows? Eh, seems seems like a bad idea to me. There's a reason people shot them. They didn't right. shoot them because they like shooting stuff.
1: No, like we've always had a, a good appreciation for nature. Like we've always been pretty in touch with nature, but also like we used to realize when like nature was going to fucking kill us. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this might be bad. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And now, now like they're, they're, tr- they're trying to talk about like, I- I'm going to, I'm going to put this, uh, this picture up on the screen, but like, we're, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're going to try to stop the, the climate from changing. They're like, how, how do you stop that? That, that was done by water and wind. That's it. Just water and wind.
2: Oh, but you know, diesel, diesel did that. They'll claim that yeah. Diesel did yeah, that. I,
3: this All right, but let, let,
1: let's let's try to get diesel to that stop that. Cow
3: farts, one hundred percent. That was yeah. cattle putting into the air. You know yeah.
1: that. Try, try a, a cow fart to to stop that. You know if, <laughs> if cow farts are so bad. <laughs> have like let, yeah. Um, You're gonna blow it back uh, up just, the hill. It's it's oh, the fucking fart. the fucking hubris of people to think that we're gonna stop weather. Like, fuck off dude like when when you see a flood come like like the just the power of water just to, to watch like when you get a bunch of water flowing and you see what they can just wash right away uh-huh. and like shit that took people decades to build and it just fucking gone you're like how, yep. how are you gonna
3: stop that how are you gonna stop that look at That's california be- right now Look yeah. at what just happened in California right now. Oh, yeah. man. The
1: flooding has just ruined it. And, like, I'm I'm not sold on any sort of religion, but, like, you watch weather and, and how Mother Nature works, and, like, I said, try and tell me there's not a God. I don't know which one's right, but try and tell me there's not a God when you see some shit like that. Like, Well, good the lord
2: the thing is with shit like that is... I mean, you look at a lot of these places that get hit with bad weather and they flood and everything and you just kind of scratch your head and go, that's a little land. Like, mm. and they're like, oh, there's a little creek that was running through it. Yeah, with that little creek, it might be little now. 50 years ago or however long ago it was, was that two-mile river and you're the genius that thinks it's a good fucking idea to build there. Mm.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. and they will they'll talk about like historic, uh, you know, like the, the hottest, hottest temperature on history or in, you know, ever recorded. And you're like, well, but you've only been recording temperatures for like 150 years. And if you go by your, your, your estimates that like we've been around for billions. So like, is it really that abnormal for, for for it to get this hot? Or, Or is it just, I don't know.
3: By their estimates. This is the second uh, ice age coming to an end. Well, what in the hell? What the hell ended the first ice age, man? Yeah, like, like was it diesel? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, well, what was it? They ended mm-hmm. the first ice age. Cause, yeah, because you know this what is they, the they end they... Of the second. I- God, yeah. really? Apparently, the wild turkey's got me.
1: But, <laughs> <laughs> but the, what they're. Uh, like uh we're 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 finally starting to see some people uh talk about like the the younger driest deal wh- which' we're, oh, yeah. Yeah. we we were hit with a comet twelve thousand years ago and uh and you know they're they're digging up shit um from a long time ago, and it seems like there was a advanced civilization that was just wiped off the map and you're like oh so a comet can hit us and then just everything's gone for a couple thousand years and then we have to like claw back to something probably not even as good but like almost as good and uh it's like holy shit man we are we are like this we are so small so small in the grand scheme of things it's like so small I it's dumb i know and you're just like meh I'm sure well, glad we 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 learned how to ride horses. Like that that part was yeah. good.
2: Yeah, like, I out, I we got like that but anything else figured out.
1: But you know what? I like if we don't I, if we I, never I learned anything else, that's a good one to learn.
3: I I I really think that is that's the difference in this 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 lifestyle, man. This lifestyle versus everything else is is you see the weather and you see mm. you get to see how you're so small you get yeah. to see like i mean man being on a good horse in some open country is it, it's amazing i mean it's it's so amazing and and i think the people making our policies they what they grew up in New York City or Washington D.C. or or Los Angeles or wherever they they don't even know what a sky looks like. Mm. I mean, th- th- they've never looked up and been able to see the stars. I mean,
2: uh, no, not one one time. No,
1: and they think they think they're fucking invincible. And and me, all of us here know like you can go trot out on the best horse on the best of days. And he's stepping a hole and you go ass over tea kettle and you break your fucking neck. And that's it. Like we, like we all know that we accept that we, we like, we take on that challenge every time we, we step in a, a foot in the, the stirrup, but also like, I'll take that chance because it's better than fucking walking, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's exactly. a fuck of a lot better than, than walking. And, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll take that, that, uh, that risk every day because it beats the shit out of sitting in the cubicle and, and listen to somebody drone on about what the fuck else, whatever they're, they're droning on about Like now I'll, <clears throat> I, I, I could die any, any given moment of any given day, just because my horse takes the wrong step. But, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that that I teach my horse everything that I can so he doesn't take that wrong step, and uh, yeah, it it beats the shit out of sitting in an office all day.
2: Well, it does. And you know, with that being said, like we learn, you know, when you ride a colt or that kind of thing, like you learn from your mistakes. You're like, oh shit, Mm -hmm. not again, right? That was that was a bad deal. Nowadays we don't like most people don't learn from their mistakes and they think it's a good idea to do it again yeah and like That's, i yeah. heard on the radio today i was uh i was trailering out checks and cows and i had to stop and listen to this because i kind of thought it was interesting got a good laugh out of it but some geniuses wherever they are they think it is a good idea to rebuild the titanic a spit image of the first one and they're gonna do the same run as the old one and you're like huh like the the, the the first one that you said was unsinkable well it, it went for a swim and it's at the bottom and you're gonna build yeah. another one and this is a good idea
1: <laughs> nah. I, and you know it. what They'll probably get tax money from somewhere. So some poor yeah, sap they already, they is going said to have to pay radio. for that shit.
2: They even said on the radio that all the tickets for this ship are sold out. You can't get on it. They're gone. Everything. And they're making the exact same run. <laughs> they're doing everything the same. I'm like, you know, I might let that son of a bitch make a trip or two.
1: Uh, you know when they say history repeats itself, it's it's not supposed to be a prophecy. It's supposed to be a warning, you know.
2: Yeah, like hey, that didn't work. We shouldn't do it again.
1: Yeah. Oh,
3: uh, maybe you should take that trip down to Bermuda and uh, maybe stay the hell away yeah. from Iceberg. And yeah. see, this
1: is uh, this is why. Uh,
3: but I'm just a dumb cowboy. I don't know nothing. Yeah, what do we I know? know.
1: Mm-hmm. I know because this this is what the The dumb cowboy always says like hey probably shouldn't do it that way if it was me I'd do it this way and then they do it the other way anyways and you go what the fuck do I know I'm just a dumbass cowboy and uh, you know what more often than not we're fucking right but whatever we'll keep punching cows because that's pretty shit that's pretty fun shit oh it
2: is, it is.
1: and we, we is. got a
2: lot of cool shit to do it with
1: yes sir uh yeah. scott you got uh you got about another twenty minutes in you oh yeah
3: all Whatever right cool
1: well we'll uh we'll call that good for the main episode uh we'll uh i gotta take a leak um but we'll come back and uh we'll do a little bonus episode for all the patreon listeners and uh tuffy gamble go check out his podcast uh you can't see him from the road he's putting out good content uh um,
0: Tuffy. yes sir. <laughs>
3: It's I
1: you didn't sing it, but that's a good song. <laughs> it is. It's a it's a good name for a podcast. I I I I thought about that one on uh, for a while. It's like it's it's kind of long, but you know what? It fits, and I like it. And you know what? Sometimes uh, sometimes when it works, it just fucking works. And uh, anyway, go check out his podcast. I like it a lot. He's uh he's he's just doing cowboy shit, and uh, we got scott scott warren right yeah scott warren uh north carolina cowboy uh he's uh what is it nc buckaroo on instagram yes yes sir all right well uh go check him out
3: everybody's probably seen the video that i made of uh this red horse kicking the shit out of this cow it went oh yeah and 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 Somebody asked me if they could use it, and I had no idea anything about social media. So I posted it, and they said, can we use this video? And I said, yeah, it got 65 million views. Holy shit. Wow. Zero dollars on that. As a good cowboy would, I made no money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, either way.
2: uh... Somebody made money off of your entertainment.
3: Yeah. Somebody made money
1: off us risking our lives, you know. Yeah. These um, things happen. Oh, yeah. Well we'll we'll uh maybe we'll come back on, on the back end and 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 talk about some of this shit. But you remember the 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 little dude roping a snake with uh with like the little chicken rope? I said a guy with um, a chicken, not
3: a snake. Sorry. No, he uh, there
1: there was a a rattlesnake in uh in a chicken coop, and he had like one of those uh, on. those those little bitty kid ropes, and he roped a, a rattlesnake. Uh, and we we, we shared that, and that little kid's mom, uh, I, and it was a repost of a repost of a repost. You know, like I don't even know, I I couldn't tell you where I got it from. It was uh, mm-hmm. and, but that the the mom of that kid reached out to us with like a cease and desist because she's like i've licensed this licensed this video out and i'm like holy shit like why wouldn't you just let it go and you know like but no you had to make money off of your kid somehow like eh, i don't know it's it's weird how people people work like that but yeah um but it's funny, like where where you made no money off of your video, made sixty five million views. But it's like, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how many times this thing had been reposted, and she still found me and like gave me a cease and desist. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> Whatever. I, I and I, yeah, I don't know how much she made off of that deal, but it probably wasn't worth it. I, I wouldn't think.
3: I I feel like it's it's kind of like being in the cattle business. You know, yeah. cow-calf guys make nothing, and uh the Packers make a lot on the other end, and, you know, I'm I'm a cow-calf guy, so I didn't make anything, and somebody oh, yeah. on the internet figured out how to make money out of it, but... Wow, um, and... Look, I'm on my phone right now. I don't even... I, I got the computer out and couldn't figure it out, so I put it on the telephone, so I'm...
2: Don't don't feel yeah. that I'm on my phone, too. <laughs> we don't have money as... Sad individuals.
1: Right. Hey, man i i i, I built but my we got deal. Better up. Stories,
3: man. We got better we stories. it's yeah. kind of boring. <laughs> I got to run a wild Spanish cow down a outer banks core reef island, wide open, going nine zero. I mean, what the hell else can I do in life? Like,
1: that, that's that's pretty fucking rad. I'm not gonna lie. That, like there's. That, that,
3: I don't really have much that can compete with that. I mean,
2: I did get chased by a beaver once, but that's
1: for the Patreon viewers only. Yeah, Um, and that'll be Tales from Canada, (laughs) a Tuffy Gamble edition. (laughs) Oh, shit. Anyway. New NC business uh, uh, NC buckaroo Scott Warren go uh go follow him on on Instagram uh Tuffy Gamble uh on on Facebook go find uh you can't see him from the road the that that group is awesome I, I enjoy I enjoy all the, the stupid ass comments all day long it, it cracks me up and uh it's uh it's awesome I appreciate this conversation with you fellas and uh yeah go sign up Patreon.com slash burning daylight if you want to listen to the rest of this deal. But in the meantime, I got to piss and you got to move your ass because we're burning daylight.
4: Me and you in a midnight blue 82 Camaro Crossing over the Hartwell Bridge Moving fast as she would go Windows down, a radio up, but we were singing Free Bird," Flying up to your daddy's cabin just outside of Spartanburg Do you remember the way you looked at me back then? Two hungry eyes wrapped up in a smile so innocent It all makes one hell of a reminder and it Keeps me crying, Carolina, Carolina, we had a hotel room with a harbor view and a bottle of Chianti, that spring break in Charleston, it keeps coming back to haunt me. Took a carriage ride to the battery, toasted shots above the water. Then stumbled across the cobblestone Hands holding us together Uh Uh-oh Do you remember The way we carried on? We blew all our money And we had to starve the whole way home It all makes one hell of a reminder And it keeps me crying, Carolina Carolina. And I can't let it go. No, I can't let it go. I don't want. single bed that we slept in When I'd ride up to Clemson and hide in your room the whole weekend It all makes one hell of a reminder And it keeps me crying, Carolina Oh, no, 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 no Said I've been crying, Carolina You're